Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Oz. Another week. Happy Monday. It is the 7th of February. For those in the eastern states, sorry to hear that there was a bit of a drenching for most of the country over the weekend. Hopefully, we see some better weather coming in the week ahead. I'm joined today by our journalist, Mariah Lattice, to take us through the news, and then she's going to walk us through the Freedom Convoy from Canada to Canberra, exactly what's happening and why. But first, Mariah, why don't you lead us with the biggest stories of the week? A five-year-old boy in Morocco has died after being trapped in a well for five days. The boy, Rayan, fell down a 32-metre well outside of his home last week. The rescue efforts gained a significant amount of attention last week over the last few days, with hundreds of residents gathering at the well, as well as many following online in solidarity. This is a story we've covered on Instagram and on the podcast. Over 100 episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast has been deleted by Spotify after Rogan made an apology video for using racial slurs throughout some of the episodes. According to Bloomberg, it was Rogan's decision to remove the episodes after conversations with the streaming company. All episodes were recorded prior to the Spotify exclusive deal that Rogan signed. Some big news out of the UK. Yesterday, Queen Elizabeth II released a statement on the future of the monarchy during her Platinum Jubilee, confirming she wants Camilla to be known as the Queen Consort when Charles becomes king. The Queen said, When... In the fullness of time, my son Charles becomes king. I know you will give him and his wife Camilla the same support that you have given me. And today's good news is a very green story. According to the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders, carbon dioxide emissions resulting from the sale of new cars in the UK have dropped to the lowest level in 2021 after an increase in purchases of electric vehicles. Average new car CO2 emissions last year in the UK fell by a whopping 11.2%. Last week, the Daily Oz reported on a story about a freedom convoy that took place in Canberra. Over the weekend, footage emerged of thousands of people who are still in Canberra all those days later. Protesters were at Old Parliament House, predominantly protesting against vaccine mandates. Super interesting story. Mariah, can you take me through the background of how the Freedom Convoy came about? So individuals from across Australia, every state and territory you can think of, travelled to Canberra on January 30th, so last week, protesting against vaccine and COVID-19 related mandates. The demonstration has been dubbed the Freedom Convoy, and the protests come after a similar convoy actually occurred in Canada's capital city of Ottawa. So taking a step back further, I'll take you through how the original protests started in Canada. So for over a week now, large protests have broken out in Canada due to vaccination measures that required unvaccinated truck drivers to quarantine for 14 days if they crossed the US-Canada border. The measure was implemented by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government earlier this year, which then led to the Freedom Convoy as we know it. The convoy first began with truck drivers who had travelled starting in British Columbia, then travelling to Ottawa to protest the measure that the Trudeau government had introduced. The protest had then turned into a wider demonstration against the Trudeau government and COVID-related measures. After a couple days of these ongoing protests, the Ottawa police announced that they had started investigating several incidences that had occurred at the demonstrations. And this included, and I quote, threatening, illegal, intimidating behaviour to police, city workers and other individuals 
and damage to a city vehicle. And that's how it's all began and the protests over in Canada are still actually ongoing. One of the ways these protests have popped up in my social feeds has been through their GoFundMe campaigns. I've seen one for the Canadian protests and the Australian protests in Canberra. But I know there's been some controversy around the GoFundMe fundraisers. Are they still getting their funds via that channel? Yes and no. So over the weekend, we found out that the GoFundMe fundraiser in Canada, which is separate to the one that occurred in Australia, was blocked by GoFundMe itself. The company explained in a statement that the demonstrations in Canada had begun peacefully, but the company then announced that it had received later reports of confirmed violence and other unlawful activity within the protests. That then had violated the terms and service of GoFundMe and that fundraiser actually had raised $9 million at the time that it was paused. But because of that violation, it has since been paused and I believe GoFundMe within 7 to 10 days will be refunding all of those who donated. And then separately, as we know that the Australian Freedom Convoy is sort of a direct copy of what's going on in Canada – The Australian Convoy had also set up a GoFundMe fundraiser. However, the company announced that it had paused that fundraiser as the group had not yet proved how the funds were going to be spent. So GoFundMe requires proof of that and had paused the fundraiser at $160,000 on the first day of the Australian Convoy. Talk to me more about the Australian aspects to this. What's happened over the weekend in Canberra and across Australia? It was a pretty big weekend for the Australian convoy and as we know it is still ongoing. There was significant turnout with thousands of protesters. I believe police think it was around 2,000 protesters and they gathered outside of Old Parliament House in Canberra. Yesterday there were reports of significant traffic delays in Canberra as well as a result of the convoy, so the disruptions that it was hoping to occur have actually happened. ACT police also had confirmed that one protester was arrested after she allegedly assaulted police officers. Two men who interfered with her arrest were also charged. Along with what happened in Canberra, there were also reports of solidarity events around the country for those who couldn't attend the rallies in Canberra. There were also some recognisable faces at the convoy in Canberra as well. MP George Christensen was in attendance, as well as United Australia Party leader Craig Kelly. The following audio is from Christensen's social media live stream of the event. G'day, George Christensen here. I'm at Canberra, just outside Old Parliament House. And have a look at this crowd. Have a look at it, would you? Goes back as far as the eye can see there. Thousands of people here. Literally thousands of people here. From all walks of life. Minister for Home Affairs Karen Andrews also had a bit to say about Christensen's participation at the rally on ABC's Insiders yesterday. Uh, Well, look, I don't agree with many of the the views that George has been espousing of late. I don't think that it's appropriate for him to be attending those sorts of rallies, but he is a a Member of Parliament. He can make his own decisions in relation to that. But I'm talking about quite a different um, cohort, if you want to call it that, and that's violent extremisms. And I don't think that anyone would put George Christensen in that category. It's going to be really interesting to see how long these protests continue for. 
I like that you gave all of those parallels between Canada and Canberra. And we do know that the number of protesters in Canberra, and we do know that the number of protesters in Ottawa dwindled to only a couple of hundred mid last week after peaking at that several thousands figure last weekend. Whether Australia's protests will follow the same pattern remains unclear, but if you're travelling to or from or around Canberra at the moment, you are undoubtedly going to recognise their presence. That's all we've got time for on The Daily Oz this sunny Monday morning. Have a fantastic week. If you want to check us out on Instagram, we are uploading news throughout the day. It's where you can go to get your conversation starters. That's on The Daily Oz. It's where over 300,000 Australians get their news. We'll speak to you tomorrow morning.